I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC podcast. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here, along with Taylor and Brian, uh, and we are uh, currently in Vancouver. Um, we've had uh, we've been here for a couple days, and we've been recording some pretty incredible conversations, pretty incredible uh, episodes with with some of the community out here on the West Coast. Um, and this morning, um, we, after recording a couple of episodes, we hopped in a cab to drive to the CBC. We had a, a, a couple of uh, interviews um, uh, scheduled at, at the CBC. And on that cab ride, we received the news that uh, Andrew Henderson... Uh, one of our past guests um, has passed away. Andrew, if if you are new to the podcast, or or maybe you came into the podcast um, within the last I don't know four or five six months, Andrew is one of our earlier guests. Uh, our first trip, actually, mm-hmm. oddly enough, our first trip outside of Halifax to Toronto. He was one of our guests, and Andrew. Um, was dealing with terminal lymphoblastic lymphoma uh, cancer, and um, it's a it's a bit of a coincidence that that really that first trip to Toronto and and the trip that Andrew played a big part in the success of allowed us to to grow and basically do this trip and and mm-hmm. bring us here to Vancouver for this. And Andrew was courageous enough uh, to to come and meet three guys requesting to record a podcast in a hotel room before we could get recording space anywhere where yeah. we just went to Toronto and, and set up our mics in our hotel room. All and, rental gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he was, he is... Uh, sick boy personified. He mm-hmm. he really he he exemplifies the qualities and the the message that we're trying to to uh, propagate out to uh, to everyone that listens to this show. And uh, I think the way that you put it, Jeremy, that he he has this grace in death that is unparalleled. And uh, to he, watch someone to watch someone embrace the idea of their own mortality with such open arms is. I mean, for me, you know, and, and a lot of this podcast, we've talked about, you know, living with uh, the fact that I live with a a terminal illness and, and that death is like on the doorstep, even though it's, it's, it's quite far down the road to, to sit down and talk with Andrew and meet someone like Andrew. It was, it, it was, it changed my life. Like I, and I don't, I don't say that lightly. Like, I truly mean that it honestly changed 
the way that I look at death and the way that I look at approaching the idea of death and the way that I, I relate to my own mortality. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a grace. He accepted it with grace. I think that one of the coolest things about Andrew is that he took what he was passionate about, what he, what he was passionate about, passionate about in his life, mm-hmm. which was performance and art uh, and expression. And he didn't throw that by the wayside in the face of his demise. He, mm-hmm. he, he used it uh, his whole way through that experience up until the very end and his, uh, his expression and his, his live uh, performance art pieces and his, his, his living funeral that he, that he performed in, in Winnipeg. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that CBC and, and thank you to the CBC for, for the coverage that you gave uh, Andrew. Um, they did a, a lovely job of, of showcasing what Andrew was, was up to over the last month. Um, uh, taking it to the grave was that uh, performance art piece. And if you're not familiar with it, just, just go Google Andrew Henderson uh, taking it to the grave, CBC, read those articles, take it in, take a moment to look at what this fucking guy did, because it is absolutely astonishing, uh, absolutely inspiring. And, and, and just like, it's, um, it's jaw dropping to see someone do what, what he did. I think that the, the thing that I'll I'll remember the most about our conversation with Andrew and in meeting him was that he said that within the first 15 minutes of being diagnosed, he was sad at first, of course, and I'm sure there were sad moments after that and difficult moments, but he basically had this amazing ability to see the the positive, to see the light in the situation. Mm. And, and he really 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 utilized that and used it to live each day to the fullest yeah and and like that for me is it's some it's something that as a healthy in quotes person that i can take and and apply that to my life to say like don't it's like jeremy your favorite quote don't squander your life don't squander your life yeah don't waste your life we we never know (laughs) when life will come to an end and andrew has certainly taught me that it's so important not to waste any any minute of it. Yeah, and he it, certainly didn't. It's almost a, it's almost you know in a lot in some ways this uh, you know this weird kind of blessing that he knows when that he knew you know a mm. relative time of when it would come to an end. So he yeah. was able to embrace that time, and uh, and and very few of us have that luxury. And it it is it is far too common to squander that time. So what we would like to do right now is honor Andrew and uh, take a moment to throw back to the conversation that we had with him um, and just play out his episode one more time. If you've listened to it before, listen to it again. Maybe you'll you'll uh, be able to take something new from it. And if you've never heard it before, oh, you're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so cheers to you Andrew wherever you are in your your uh, next life I'm sure you're making it fabulous as fuck as you are and uh, and we love you yeah cheers Andrew thanks for your being we love you hey world Brian here when we talked to 
this week's guest, Andrew, in Toronto, he was in the midst of a crazy remission. As of recently, he's been diagnosed as terminal. So listen the fuck up because this super fabulous son of a bitch has some real quality shit to say. Check it out. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Andrew Henderson. He has T-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma. Let's talk about it. Not that you have to, you know. Just wait to skip out. Present. Oh, God. God. Don't do that. I'm so glad For sure, don't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, Cool. So, what's your last name? Andrew Henderson. Henderson. With an H, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, we, we just flew in. We had a crazy day. We just flew in today. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. We flew in, like, this morning. Bienvenido. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) It's been a crazy day. Cheers. Yeah, so Andrew, uh, our guest today, he brought a champagne. Mm. I think I passed my cancer on to you. Oh, Jesus. Whoa, cancer. So so you have cancer. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? I actually (laughs) was just going to throw it to that, but that was a perfect segue. Did I just drop the bomb? I was going to say, what brings you to our hotel room today? Well, these three boys messaged me on Grinder and invited me. Over. <laughs> <laughs> and I just figured, Wait. well, why not? I'm up for it. <laughs> but I was oh, told I have terminal yeah. cancer. Why not? Oh, Live yeah. life, right? <laughs> Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Seize the fucking moment. <laughs> three boys from Halley. Can't toss that up. <laughs> oh, man. God. Now can we make a Grinder profile for the three of us? <laughs> yes, for the yeah. three of us. We all, we careful. always we always <laughs> act as one. Oh my god! It's it's all of us or none of us. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! But in real life, uh, that kind of, grinder I mean, is real life. Yeah, yeah. 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 grinder does exist. That's, that's but real. we were introduced uh, through my ex girlfriend. Yeah, I guess so. Katie, yeah. I don't know your guys' history, but we uh, yeah. Well, she was my she was my high school sweetheart. Oh. We we came to Toronto like together. Uh huh. Yeah, and. Um, we were madly in love. She's, I mean, I love Katie. I love, yeah, yeah. I love her to death. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, hey, I'm coming to Toronto. Uh, do you know anyone who's sick? And she was like, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she put us in touch. And then yeah. when we spoke to you, we were like, oh, whoa. Yeah. You are sick. I, uh, yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So, yeah. What, is, so what is going that's on? That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, last summer I was diagnosed with lymphoblastic lymphoma. Okay. Lympho- Say that again. Bla- Lympho. Yeah. I'm just good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lympho. Yeah. Nympho. Nymphomastic. Nymphomaniac. Lympho. Wait, what? Blastic. <laughs> Not a nympho. <laughs> lympho. Like lymphodes. Yeah. Uh, lymphoblastic lymphoma. Lympho. It sounds lymphoblastic like a, nymph- a weapon from Star Wars. Yeah, Lymph- definitely. Blast. Blastic. Yeah. Lymphoblastic lymphoma. Yeah. And that's a type of cancer. It is a real type of cancer. Yeah. 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 Um, so they basically were like, one day I was like, you know, I'm not breathing right. Like I feel feel off. And I went to the hospital and they like were like, you know, we're just going to send you for a scan. And then the x-ray tech, I think, like 
cried right then and there. And was oh, like, no. you have like a Those mass. Tr- was this in Toronto? This was, no, this was in Winnipeg. Okay, I was going to say, and Toronto doctor's this, breaking down. this poor x-ray tech was just like, we have to get you into emergency right now. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, no. Yeah, and she was like, yeah. Uh, she just broke down. Basically, the tumor that was in my chest was completely like on top of my right lung. All the air I was taking in was done by my left lung. Oh my Whoa. god! Yeah, so the tumor was massive. So she was, was looking at this gigantic <clears throat> yeah, football sized tumor. It had been growing tumor? for like six months untreated. So it was just like going bananas, and obviously growing rapidly. Yeah, yeah, because six months doesn't. I mean, <clears throat> that's well, it's a, a very time. aggressive disease. Yeah. 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 So, so did like did you have any? Swelling or no? I like I even I have like a tattoo right on my chest that I got a week before. Yeah, and I was like, this is so painful, but not realizing that there was a tumor underneath that. Yeah, but I mean, your sternum, your rib cage, like that, that whole thing is there to protect all those internal organs. So, like, if you have something pushing on the inside, it's not easily going to just like protrude from your no 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 exactly it was like if anything it was like growing into my body right like pushing my lung down so which it clearly was yeah 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 Yeah. so uh they started treatment right away um which was great so i did treatment in winnipeg had like eight rounds of chemo lost all my hair was like a little boy which was really fun uh and then (laughs) (laughs) uh they told me that it was terminal. It had, retu- or sorry, I should say, I had a bone marrow transplant first. And so the bone marrow transplant was like the last thing that could save me. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, from a donor I did not know. Uh, and that was to correct my bone marrow to like start to recognize cancer cells as something bad so it can kill it. So uh, in your bodies, your bone marrow hopefully does that does for that you. for you. Mm-hmm. But mine was like, no, cancer, come and chill. Like, okay, so, so uh, let me just take it back for a second. You you go in, you see this technician, she freaks out. Yeah. At, and how quickly do does that go from that day to to getting a bone marrow transplant? Was that like was that uh, really so that soon? was July, and then I didn't get my bone marrow until this past April. Oh, okay, so, July. Yeah, so 20, they have to get. Four- yeah, last year. So almost yeah. a year. So yeah. So bone they have marrow, to- bone marrow is it's super painful, right? To donate bone marrow is that true? I think it used to be. Now it's it's okay. That's what I. Okay. Yeah, I it used to well. be like they would harvest it, which is a horrible. So I wonder. Word, it might be really yeah, interesting har- to, to <laughs> search to to Google that or to to find out more about that because I feel it because I then Taylor, you and I just both thought that it's very painful to donate bone marrow and. I, and I'm assuming that they have a shortage of bone marrow because they're always looking to collect blood. And, and I know that more people donate blood than people donate bone marrow, right? Well, I'm not sure on the stats on that, but uh, yeah, true. I, I do fuck, know, I don't know like, sure, everyone should donate yeah. because you never know who you might be a specific match to, right. like a 10 out yeah. of 10. Um, I know that in Germany, it's mandatory to be tested to see what you are, and then if you're a match for someone in the world, you're encouraged to donate. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which is a really... So, Uh, anyway, carry on. How did the the bone marrow transplant go? Great. It was very successful for the first little while. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, like, fun because I was, like, in diapers because, like, literally it, like, it's, like, your bone marrow basically creates every cell in your body. So, like, it has to go through your entire body and, like, replace... 
everything. So, like, every system becomes, like, under attack all at once. Um, And so, like, yeah, I'm, like, running around my hospital room in, like, a diaper and, like, having these fun things. Does it make you you really sick that way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're really susceptible to infection. Like, Mm. so the ward I was on was, like, an isolated ward, Mm -hmm. like... It was like prison. You know, people like, like wearing like hazmat suits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. hundred percent. I was like, where's my bubble? I want to go outside. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then a few months after that, it, uh, my cancer kind of came back. They found a couple sites and they were like. So after the bone marrow transplant, were they like, oh, you're good? No, no. They never say you're good. Okay. <laughs> like doctors are very clear very on cautious. never oh, yeah. saying you're good. Okay. So they, but they at first said, this is terminal. They did. This, af- no, no. They never said it was terminal. The entire time everyone's like, oh, you're a young guy. You're healthy. This is so like beneath you. You were going to kick this ass, like kick its ass and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And then the bone marrow transplant didn't work. And that was my last option. There was there because I had T cell lymphoblastic lymphoma, there was very few chemo drugs that actually existed to treat it. So in a, like in a sense, it was like, we just were running out of options. So we did the bone marrow transplant, which comes with like total body radiation and high doses of chemo. So your body is just like wrecked afterwards and, uh, and they it, don't want to do it again because, especially so soon, because basically, you, it's just yeah. There's so many more issues that can come up from too much radiation. That was exposure. this year. You did the transplant this July, yeah. uh, April. This April, sure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Is it full body radiation because it's in your lymphatic system and it spreads all over? Or yeah, because it can present anywhere in my body. Yeah. yeah. Versus like we had we did an episode with a guy who had a brain tumor and he had like like targeted down to like a millimeter where the radiation was like pointed. So. Yeah, I really envy that because <laughs> total body radiation was like the worst thing yeah, yeah. Sounds in like the hell. fucking world. Yeah. What did it, what, what did it bring up? Like what kind of, well, they just, uh, like the fir- first of all, they're like trying to cram you into this very small space. Mm-hmm. So you're like, your knees are up at your chest and you have to hold that for seven minutes on each side. Oh, God. So it's like, and then you do that for four days oh. in a row. Oh. Yeah. While you're receiving, like, chemo and all of that. And then the and ap- not even to, not to mention the, like, after the effects. havoc it wreaks <laughs> yeah. on your fucking body. You know what I mean? Like, Well, exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, like, as you're receiving the body, like, total body radiation, you're getting these high doses of chemo. It's like, it's like a five-day countdown to when the transplant's happening. The so it's like, yeah, countdown. you're like counting down these days and then it's like, <laughs> finally these like weird uh, packages show up and they're like, it's here. And they, like, <laughs> people wish you a happy birthday because oh it's God, like, yeah. I'm like, what's happening? Like, But like literally as soon as I got it, I just like passed out. I was just like, okay, oh. hey, we're done. Like just like it's into my system. Whatever happens, happens. So, so. You, you go through the transplant you find out pretty soon afterwards that it didn't work. Uh, like a few months later. A few yeah. months later, okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's, what do they tell you at that point? Like, that when you found out that it, it didn't work, what was that experience? Uh, well, I like tried to help hold it together. Um, and then when... Who told, the, your doctor told it you? It was or? like my doctor and my nurse. And my doctor back in Winnipeg was like really hilariously blunt about things. Like, so it was just like... 
really horrible. And I was just like, okay, well. That's what he said? No, no, no. Oh. No, he was just like so blunt about right, it. He I'm was just tell like, you something and it's really horrible. No, I, Are no. you ready? Yeah. I don't know if you can imagine how bad this is about to be. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I just like, if anything, I was like sympathizing with him because I'm like, this how do you so do your job? You. Like, yeah. you have to tell people this oh on a, like, who knows, daily or weekly basis. Like, yeah. fuck. He's um, like about to tell you that. You, so what your, did they tell you? Cancer is he told like you not. It, he so, told you it didn't work. I had gone for a scan, and they had found a site in my spine, and on my liver, I think. Uh, and basically, the only suggestion could have been was that my cancer had returned. Okay. So because it was within a year of having a bone marrow, clearly it. They didn't were work. like, yeah, that. Was yeah. not something that helped. Yeah. So. Fuck. Yeah. And then, so I like cried for three seconds and then I was like Googling like, oh, what's that age where like musicians die at? It's 27. like the 27 yeah. club. And I was like turning 27 in a month and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to die. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I got to make it for another month. Speed and then I'll be balls yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going down like, with yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and Janice. Club. This is the best fucking thing. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Did they give you, did they give you, were they like, you probably have X amount of time to live? Right? Yeah, they were like, you know, like untreated. So they were like, we have a chemo drug you've already had, but like your body becomes accustomed, like it learns how to respond to these chemo meds. So they become pretty ineffective pretty quickly. Um, so they were like, we can do this for a bit, but eventually we're just giving you toxic chemicals, like yeah, yeah they're not it's just, doing they're not going to do anything. They're just going to make you more sick. Your quality of life is going to be terrible. And then at that point, you either decide or I decide not to continue. Wow. Yeah, so at that point, he was like that's anywhere from 6 weeks to 6 months. Holy Whoa. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when was this? In August. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh Oh yeah, like that's super insane. A few months ago, super. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Four months ago. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the precision, Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I mean, he's got a calendar in his pocket. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was just I was being serious. Yeah. So okay. So they say six weeks to six months. So right now you, you're. Since then, how many? Sorry, how many months? No. Okay. So it's been four months. Four months. They said six weeks to six months. What do you do then? Uh, well, I was at home with my family, so... So you were is, in, Winnipeg. Still in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Now you're in Toronto. So then what has happened <laughs> in that time? So I was very fortunate. My family started a fundraiser, uh, like a GoFundMe, um, because they were like, well, Andrew has a bucket list, and let's like give him his like, last hurrah. Um, what was I, on the bucket list? Well, it's complicated because it's like always shifting, right? Like you're, yeah, like you're, oh, yeah. you're <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be put into that situation yeah. where I was like, like quick, make a list. Yeah, God yeah, damn it. exactly. Exactly. And like, so what <laughs> did you hear about Jeremy's children's wish? <laughs> oh, fuck. He got a shopping spree. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Can we just drop it, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most embarrassing so, thing. I'm sure whatever's on your bucket Mac list, last minute. Yeah. I'm sure oh, it's better man. than a shopping spree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Halifax it was just like, center. it's just an absurd situation to like find yourself in and people are like, yeah, so what, like, what do you need to do? And frankly, I was like, I just want to like 
live out like whatever I have left. Like there's nothing like I'm not the type of person who lives with regrets or like I feel like I lived with regrets. So it's like Mm -hmm. I'm like I was totally chill facing death. Like it was just like let me plan a fucking fabulous party. You know, and like let me have a great fucking tombstone and like all of this shit and make it really stupid and over the top and have fun with the funeral and just like go out with a huge fucking bang. So you your your family starts this uh GoFundMe. Yeah. And what's the response? What's the huge. Like four hundred people donated. Whoa. Yeah. Like like stuff that like I'm like I don't know how to react to this because it's like so overly oh, emotional. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And so, how much did you raise? Can I ask about? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the final number was around thirty-four grand Whoa. up Whoa. around there. Yeah, like it was. Wow. Yeah, um, and yeah. So, but I, uh, you know, thank to thank you to a friend of mine, um, Samantha. She kind of encouraged me to come out to Toronto and get a second opinion. At Princess Margaret. Okay. And so... Does she have any medical experience? Or she just No, but she is a fucking great advocate. Like, she's training to be a lawyer, and, man, I would want her in my my back pocket or in my corner any night of the... Any day, any night. So she she really pushed me, you know, like, why don't... Like, I was coming out here to visit people. Like, I was like, I'm going to take a week trip and, you know, see what's up. In Toronto, and then when I was here, she was like, why don't we just go? Like, I've booked this appointment for you. Let's just go see what's up. And it was, like, that day. Like, the care that I got was phenomenal. And the doctor was like, I actually can't even believe someone told you you were terminal. Because there's Whoa. still a lot we can do. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So it was like what? <laughs> like, Whoa, how yeah. is there such a gap? Yeah. Well, I mean like different readings, different interpretations. That like fa- okay, that fascinates me though, because had you have been left or had yeah. you have stayed in Winnipeg, exactly. Would you have inevitably well, come to an, a, an end? Who knows? Let's, let's, yeah. Who knows? Because frankly, it's just like your body is just, I'm just on picturing its own, the doctor. Right? I'm just picturing the doctor in Winnipeg being like, Okay, well, uh, we're gonna do a few tests. Uh, we're gonna put you under, uh, you know, you're gonna get an X-ray. You're gonna get a, you're gonna get a, you know, some ultrasound on your lungs, and uh, I'm just gonna do some Reiki here. I'm gonna do some <laughs> Reiki on your chest. Reiki on your chest. Come back in a week. Uh, no, you, you definitely have cancer. You're definitely dying. The Reiki didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Reiki, uh, the Reiki, that's it. Yeah. If the Reiki didn't work, the Reiki you didn't. Fucked. The Reiki didn't take. Yeah. yeah the Reiki didn't take you. <laughs> <laughs> the Reiki didn't take you. Best yeah, no best bet right now is yeah. to do a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the doctors tell you that that's fucked that the, you that they told you that you had no option. So what 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 happened? Uh so then they just like went full force like sending me for biopsies like they're like we're not going to tell you your terminal until we know for sure that these sites are actually cancerous. Like right. they could just be infections. Uh and my doctor had said like there's a very slim chance that this is the reality that like it is, it isn't cancer and but like the test that I'd already gone for like the cat scan which is where they fill you with sugar and it like lights up you like light up like a christmas tree because that's oh, where the cancer yeah. is like suggested heavily that it was cancer like 
So he was just reading the results that he got, and that right. was the suggestion at the time. But also, my I think there was a point where my body just kicked in and was like, fuck no, we're going to start killing this disease. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And I had, like, this weird, like, moment where the, I, like, was, like, doing dishes, and at one point, like, just this idea in my mind was like, you're going to fucking kill this shit. Yeah. Like, and I was like, holy fuck, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> you're just doing so, dishes, you go to turn on the faucet, yeah. and you rip the sink out of the, <laughs> yeah. out of the wall, yeah. you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> My strength. <laughs> yeah. I'm you're turning green. You put on your brand new leather belt, yeah. and you yeah. snap it in half. <laughs> <laughs> leather belt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. So you just you just felt you were just, just like, like that. You're like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking own this. I'm gonna kill this thing. Yeah, I, like uh, like it was just like, how could I not? Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty spectacular. So <laughs> great. That's a fantastic attitude. Yeah. And uh, and was that was that oh was that overly different in comparison to your. Uh, your perspective before that, were you kind of resigned to the disease at any point or, and then you just completely shifted or was it kind of like you're going along for the ride and then you just made a definitive choice to say, like attitude changed. I'm going to beat this body, kick it up, like kick it into top gear. And yeah. Uh, no, like I, I really was like so chill about everything. Like it was like, Hey, so when it, when it was like, no, you're going to survive. I was like, Okay, like, it was the same reaction I was, like, to when I was told I was going to die. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, shift gears now. How do I... How do I give how do I how, get back how do, to how do I life? give everyone their money back? <laughs> yeah. So how did, how did, what, after, after the doc in Toronto said, hey, this, you know, there's a lot more options, there's, we need to re-examine this, what was the process from there to... Well, they're still monitoring me, so I'm still sort of in that process. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, because this is just in August. Yeah, and and there are still possibilities that it could still come back. Yeah. Like, they say generally after a year, you're sort of in a safe zone, and five years, you're even better. Um, and what have they told you since August? Uh, they've just been monitoring my disease. Like, so I... I'm now having reactions to the bone marrow, mm-hmm. and it's a disease called graft-versus-host, which I'll probably have for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Graft-versus-host? Uh, yeah, so it's like the new bone marrow is, like, attacking Ooh, your body. That like sounds like a little Pac-Man movie cells. title. Like, yeah. Um, so, like, you can see it, like, in my skin, my lungs, like... It just like how affects does it me. present? Like how does it present in your skin? Like what's I the... well, my skin's looking pretty good now, but uh, before it was like really rashy, dry. Like my eyes were really dry, like painful, painful. Not being able to eat, all of these things. Like yeah. so, it's like it's affecting. Like it's going through every system in your body. Okay. So, yeah, it was just like. How that, do you? That's what I'm in now. Basically. How do you? How do you feel? Do you feel? good overall yeah i yeah the whole time i felt pretty good like there was no time i felt ill or sick like i was just like i'm fucking killing cancer like (laughs) (laughs) like, it's just like i'm gonna rock this and it's gonna be great and yeah um i mean now it's just sort of like figuring out my life again like there's no trust that there's a future which is kind of weird right because at any point that can be taken away. Are are you are you here in Toronto 
because of the monitoring or have you kind of migrated here? I used to live here. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of my support network is here. Sure. Yeah. Especially like as a queer person, like there's not a huge community in Winnipeg. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. How old are you? 27. Okay. Yeah. In the club. In the club. <laughs> if it's going to happen, it better fucking happen this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In, yeah. in the club. Yeah, yeah. This year or not for another long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say. Do it now or fucking hang on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, What did you do with the money? Uh, I basically have been using it to sort of reestablish myself um, here. So getting an apartment because I just felt like it was worth. Well, unfortunately, um, I was on like disability back in Manitoba, Mm -hmm. but there is this really sad like gap in our system that when you move to a new province to get a second opinion, you no longer get drug coverage. Wow. So I, thankfully I've had this money because it's been paying for my drugs. Oh, wow. And for like the expenses associated with getting a second opinion. Right. Oh, no shit. So it's been. Because the doctors and everything is coming out of Ontario instead of from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like, I'm, you know, I'm not paying for doctors or anything, but it's just, like, sure, that, like, I'm not on Ontario disability, so my drugs are not covered. So, you know, living expenses aren't covered, all of these things. Yeah. Right. And there are supports, like, kind of built into the system to help curve those costs, but it has been, like, yeah, thankfully I had that money. Yeah. Okay. Because so I why, don't know how why would it, other people do it. Yeah. Why would, why does that gap exist? Is it just an oversight or is it think, like yeah, it's, it's specifically it's just to prevent like people from... Each province has their own system and they, like, on Manitoba would not pay for pharmaceutical drugs that are, like, distributed in Ontario. Now, with everything that you're going through, treatments, you know, fucking cancer, all that stuff, are you able to work? No. No. Like, well... Really. I mean, I'm trying to, and I, like, have been pushing myself to, like, when I was out in Manitoba, like, wanting, like, starting art organizations and, like, trying to keep myself busy because it was just, like, it's boring as fuck to just be, like, homesick all day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Like, so even now it's, like, trying to keep my mind busy doing creative projects and working on plays, trying to work on dance shows, stuff like that, like, just trying to keep myself occupied, like in whatever way possible just to like get out of the house or mm-hmm. do things. So, yeah. Cool. Do you, do you, uh, I don't know, looking back at, at this experience up to date, um, do you look at yourself differently after this? Yeah. Like I, I was very surprised with the way I handled like being told I was going to die, being told I had cancer. Like it was just like, yeah, it's a shitty thing, but I'll fucking persevere. Do you feel like you're a different person now than you were? No, uh, I think I'm very relatively the same. I just know myself more and can trust in like knowing how I'm going to react to things or just like the ease in which like receiving bad news is not actually as horrible as it is for maybe other people, which mm-hmm. is pretty thankful. I'm pretty thankful for yeah. Why do you think, like, what, what is it? Are you able to pinpoint what it is? Cause I've thought about this a lot. And I think we, when we, when we first talked on the phone, we kind of spoke about this is I have this very, 
specific way that I look at death, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like my short and life expectancy yeah. in this very open and, and okay and accepting way that I, I use it to like live my life the way I want to live my life. And I yeah, actually exactly. see it as like this huge gift and yeah. I would never trade in for, for, for anything to the point where when I hear that, like the life expectancy of CF patients has increased, I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. Like, well, that's not well, yeah, yeah, yeah. like my fucking funeral know? plans were fucking fabulous. <laughs> and I'm like a little disappointed yeah, right? that that's not going to happen. So can you pinpoint what, like why, what that is? Like, is there something about you, something about your upbringing that, 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 that created that or supports that or, or do you think that that's just your coping mechanism? Do you think that that's the way that you yeah, de- deal? Yeah, totally. I think there's a lot of like releasing expectations and uh, sort of like, yeah, releasing those expectations that we have on things like such as your body. Expecting your body to be healthy and functional until you're 85 is really ridiculous mm-hmm. because you're you have no control over that. Unless you're these two, Brian and Taylor. I mean, <laughs> just fucking look at them. You know, <laughs> you can't Hell look. It's a, it's a podcast. <laughs> I can look. I can look. I've been at the gym four times today. <laughs> Dude, when was the last time you actually was at, were at the gym? Yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bench pressed 185 yeah. pounds yeah. for 25. Just rub it that's in, a, okay? That's Thank a, you. Uh, <laughs> no, I was actually at the gym yesterday, so that's you a com- too That's can. a complete fabric. You're, you're telling a bunch of kids what to do. Complete fabrication. Yesterday. He was, was in the, the gym. gym. You were still in there, yeah. He wasn't I at moved. the gym. He was in the gym. <laughs> he was physically, uh, the gym. He was yeah. physically there. I moved some of the weights. Wow. He told little children. And down, back and forth. <laughs> what to do. Many reps. At the gym. I'm curious why Brian coaches kids how to... Lift weights. Oh, um, that's so sweet. Yeah, and then in turn, I do it myself, and yeah, that's sure. why I'm muscular in build. <laughs> He's not that muscular. Not. Yeah, I know, I know, right? I know. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Let's. Oh, I'm like six to like how 185 would Brian, pounds. How would Brian of do on grinder? I don't know. I feel like he'd be like the abs guy. Like you just see the torso. <laughs> like, I would. That's a huge compliment. He Jeremy like went into the abs face. Guy. I don't think like, he meant it as a compliment. Whoa, though. <laughs> yeah. No. But, great. Like, but you're I'm looking not at hating me saying, on your yeah. body. You just want to be treated like a piece of meat. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, we should bring well, up and show Andrew some of Brian's old photos. Oh my God! Oh. Yeah, you know, I'm really we'll proud of that. Brian actually used yeah. to be really. Uh, Brian used to be really cut up, and he used to do some underwear modeling. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I'm beautiful. really proud they of those. Yeah, are some of the yeah. funniest photos that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll show him the collar photo after. Anyway, oh, no, uh, we'll put you. that up on Twitter you as well. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check, check Twitter. Check you know, right Twitter. now. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Are you okay like Halifax's it. premier underwear model? <laughs> uh, he had the potential. I think he had the potential. <laughs> he left it one, day, yeah. one day he did. <laughs> yeah. One oh, time. God. Yeah. Okay, I'll, let's, leave let's, I'll leave it up to the let's, listener's let's, imagination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's reel it back in here. Uh, back to tweet, talking about You can tweet dying. me at Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and death. <laughs> you can find me personally models, on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> death and underwear models. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what everyone can see are the 10 male underwear models <laughs> sitting in the room yeah. standing here. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, want to say, hey Andrew, guys, I just, before we go any further, I just want to say, I love your style. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, thank yeah. you. No one can see it, but uh, we'll take a picture of the four of us together. But yeah, uh, yeah. you've got this. Where did you get that vest? Like, it's, <laughs> I know it's well, serious. No, yeah. The bay, probably yeah. from a fur trader. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> the Yukon. <Yeah. laughs> the Yukon, yeah. Uh w- have did you have any uh did you have really any really embarrassing moments uh in your in your experience so far? <laughs> oh yeah, like I loved the diaper moments. Those were hilarious. Like just So why like, were you wearing a diaper? Just because your your your, it was your bowels like were like days oh, fuck after this. We're just shit. Yeah, yeah. Well days after like having the total body radiation, <laughs> uh, that was like the lowest I've ever been. It oh, was like God. I would be like sleeping and then I would just like shit myself. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I was like, like you have no control. Yeah, like, no control. Just, like my like You're nothing totally was working. Goosey. It was just like I would like yeah, or I'd be did lying there and vomit. Like it was just did like they also just give you like a pacifier and a rattle. I <laughs> wish, yeah. 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 I started registering on like play, cam girls or cowboy sites and it's like playing up baby fetishes. No. <laughs> but it was like that was like that was the hilarity of it. I was like I'm fucking 26. I'm running around a fucking massive diaper. You know, somewhere, <laughs> like, you know someone out there is going, hmm. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. so right. I kind of like this. That's on my contact information. <laughs> I currently don't have a job. So. <laughs> <laughs> going to blow up when this episode. I kind of like the sound of that. <laughs> oh Tell God. us more. Yeah, Tell us yeah. more. So that was like, that was like super embarrassing. I get like, but even then, it's like hilarious. Like, yeah. it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, it was like, even like no, I like it, I wasn't embarrassed by it at all. Like I would go out to clubs, like I would like put glitter on my bald head. Like I would just glue glitter to my <laughs> oh, bald head. Sweet. I would joke with my friends all the time that I would just like show up in like a hospital gown with like the tower, like a chemo tower. No, yeah, yeah. Like, hey guys, let's go clubbing. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. One so. bag's got like chemo, the other one's just got straight alcohol yeah. running into your veins. <laughs> right into the right, like, right into the bloodstream. As, as soon as I was done around a chemo, like I was so set on like staying as like a club kid like going to the club partying so it was like a week after chemo if i was feeling good i'm like okay we're going out this weekend like no questions asked my poor fucking best friend who's like you're gonna die on me you didn't tone it down at I, all. you were like no and you i was it like up. i tried so hard to turn it up because it was just like you had i to. can't yeah like and like the whole sort of motto in my mind was the moment i let it change me or like change my life it wins like the moment i stop making jokes about it is the moment it wins like so fuck this shit i'm gonna make fun of it like friends of mine from toronto here came out to visit in like the dead of winter in winnipeg oh i've been so cold so fucking cold ice fishing up in selkirk i'm from selkirk oh Oh, nice (laughs) yeah we've been ice fishing there it's great oh fuck yeah um the catfish yeah the catfish (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Brian. We went up there one. We went up there one. <laughs> no, Jeremy, you're the only one who doesn't is not on the same level. Jeremy's not on the soccer it. club. No, no. Yeah, I've been to Winnipeg though. Yeah. yeah. Um, they came to visit me. That was like, okay, I'm gonna show up at the airport like in a wheelchair, like coughing, wrapped in blankets. Uh, like they hadn't seen me. They've just like save me. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Save yeah. me. I don't know how you literally just left. paint yourself white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, how can I make show up looking like that guy from Powder? <laughs> What's powder? No, yeah. no, it's a 1990, 1990s classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, it classic? Is it classic? Is it classic? 75% of the population in the room hasn't seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's been an albino guy who, um, like, I don't know. One of the things I, I tell us more, Jeremy. Really tell us it. more. One of the things that I find that is really interesting is, is when we look at uh, 
Deanne's perspective, she like when she was battling cancer, she just wanted to get in the best shape that she possibly could. She was treating her body as, like as well yeah. as she could so that she would be in the best position to fight <laughs> it, right? Like, and Andrew, you're, you're, like, you're the opposite, baby. right? You're yeah. like, you're like if like, I'm going to go, it's, it's yeah, going to be it's gonna like be Kurt fucking, Cobain style, just yeah. fucking oh, yeah. blow, blow the exactly. windows like, and doors off the like, place. I don't want that identity of being like that sick person. But you know what? The the point is, is that <laughs> Deanne's fine now and you're doing really well now. Yeah. And what I think it boils down to is is your the mentality and, of it. Yeah. As long as you're positive about whether you're treating your body like shit or whether you're treating it really well, yeah. as long as you're like, I, I'm staying in a positive headspace and I'm just going to do this uh, and whatever mental – if you can stay in a positive mental state, then – that's what's going to ultimately get you through it. And I mean, I've, maybe I said, there are some like said fucking to, angry assholes who were on that cancer ward with me who were yeah. like bitter as fuck and they yeah. survived. And I think I said that to yeah. Deanne as well. And I think she said, I think she said something similar to that saying like, e- there are people who are really positive about it yeah. too, who end up succumbing to the disease. Yeah, totally. Illness yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. But I, I, think I think the odds are, I think if you're going to, if you have the opportunity it's a choice. Everything boils down to a choice, right? Like I, that's how I, I I perceive everything you do in life is a choice, right? Down to like, dude, love is a choice. You know what I mean? Like everything, right? So if you have the choice to either be positive and and like own your experience and like make the best of it, choose that, or you can choose to just be like a a, a really sad sack and be like and like. <laughs> And try to bring everyone down with why you. me. You know, yeah, yeah, the whole why me thing. It's yeah. like shit happens. Yeah, well, shit like, happens. Like exactly. And like this is what I get down to. Again, like if you expect to control this disease or like anything in your body, you have no, you have no control. No, on what happens in your body? It's a separate entity from you. Like there, the your expectations that you're going to be healthy and you're going to be perfect your whole life. Are not real, and and it's that's not to say that you can't get sad. About oh, of course it, right? not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, obviously, I had moments. Yeah, where it was just like absolutely. this is a fucking worse. But like, yeah. But are you gonna God. let that? Are you gonna let that drag you down into the mud? You know, no, I wanted them no. to film it and make a documentary. About yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, this is great drama. <laughs> <laughs> These tears are real. Tears. Are you guys getting this? I would watch like <laughs> medical shows and be like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like I would get so angry, yeah. and then I'd be like, I'd make My a better medical. Way yeah. better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you just say something about Anne Hathaway in yeah. Les Mis? Yeah. Why wouldn't you say something? Did she do about the Anne crying Hathaway? singing yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she fucking killed that. That was like the I best just didn't understand I'd why. Ever seen in my entire yeah, life. I mean, like fucking Sing. Shawn Mendes really hit my heart this year. So <laughs> Sing. <laughs> Sing. I was not Pump expecting that. Yeah. About some emotion. When she sings and cries in that, oh man, you're moved. So my my my, the movie, my actually, personal Les Mis favorite is the uh, the unmusical one, the non musical one with Liam Neeson. I very very it. good. Oh, uh, Taken three. 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. I think uh, uh, well, Les Mis is a very long film, a very long um, uh, play musical. Uh, so I think it was actually taken one, two, and three combined into one uh, into one theatrical uh, event. Fuck. That was. I wish Taken was Les Mis. Okay, if Taken Taken was was a rendition of Les Mis, like a modern like a, yeah, oh, they should make Taken into a musical. <laughs> so reeling it back in. Uh, you were saying when you got here, you were saying that you today you had a your doctor told you not to drink for twenty four hours. What were you doing today? Uh, oh fuck! It's a bronchoscopy. 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 Oh shit! I know what that is. Yeah, it's where they Dude, go into the lungs. In your lungs. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we were having a party, Dr. Casey and I, who's pretty fucking fabulous. Throwing down a Dr. Casey's <laughs> office with yeah. a big ass camera going down my throat. She's like, hey, don't do anything. Coming at like, you. She's like, don't sign any paperwork or like do anything that's going to affect your life in the future. I'm like, I have this like podcast interview. And she's like, oh, she's like, ooh, that's screwed. a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, uh, did you have to get like drugs for that? What, what's that procedure? Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, so they, uh, oh, fuck, they. Stick Sounds this freezing awful. freezing stuff down your throat, but it's like triggering triggering your gag f- reflex the entire time. And I'm like I'm oh. surprised I still have this, but like, <laughs> like it was like so fucking painful, <laughs> so fucking painful, and like disgusting. It tastes like shit. And they're oh, like, God. okay, oh. just a bit more. And it's like it was like the radiation where they're like, okay, it's just only another like the other side of you. And then another day, which is like <laughs> they like stuck like eight tubes of this freezing down my throat, and each time I'm like, oh, so they do they just squirt. They just squirt it down. What's the process? Yeah. So they do that, and then they give you drugs to sedate you, and you're awake when they're like sticking the camera down your throat. <laughs> but you don't feel it. Like yeah. it's all frozen. You're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're just swallowing cameras, you know? Yeah, just all day. Brian, every day. Brian can we get that sound again? Or? Show yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. definitely yeah. stop that yeah. right now. I was for sure being sarcastic. Yeah, definitely don't do that, Brian. Uh, okay. Because yeah. essentially what they're looking for is the graft versus host disease is now present in my lungs, and so therefore making my breathing difficult. And so they want to make sure it's not an infection before they give me steroids to treat it. Okay. Okay. So if they give me steroids, measure. then the infection goes, whoosh, like it just blows up. Turns into the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and kills me. Yeah. And then, like, so yeah. Literally the Hulk in your chest. You yeah. explode. Yeah, my chest just explodes. Yeah. It's alien, actually. <laughs> 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 I wish that we could have a, yeah. like a screenshot of you <laughs> having your hand in front of your chest going, <laughs> 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 alien. Um, I mean, that's how I treated the tumor the entire time. I was like, I'm like an alien body, like in there. I'm like, yeah. Are you in a relationship? No. Single. I yeah. Like I mean, I yeah. I'm in and out. <laughs> He's single, boys. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I'm like really not. Like I, it was crazy. I dated this guy back in Manitoba from Selkirk, like, in the small town I'm from, who also had the same diagnosis as me. Whoa. Yeah, like, it was insane, like, just started working at my friend's cafe, and that's where we met, and then it was, like, we started dating... But then, Did like, you guys quickly... give it to each other? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is this a gay thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they definitely essentially gave gay. it to each other, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. we were giving it. Thanks, right? Dad. Yeah, yeah right? Thanks, Thanks, dad. dad joke. <laughs> Fuck. 
Um, there was birds and bees. <laughs> yeah, turns out T cell lymphoblastic. It's basically a form of AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's it's funny. Like when I lived in Toronto before, I lived in the village, which is where I'm living now. And when I worked there, I was like a barista and like where at Second Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is Bulldog it, still there? No. Oh no. Down. Oh yeah. man, that Condos. place was the shit. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, like, like being a barista on church street is like, you're like hot shit, right? (laughs) Like all these older men are just like, but like, I got to learn a lot about like older queer men and sort of the struggles they're facing. And there's a lot of AIDS patients who live in community housing very close to there. So, you know, like I'm learning all about AIDS and the illness and how that affects people. And then it was like similar things were happening with me when I was getting cancer. I was like. I should have worn a condo. Like you just, all these things were like, I got fucking AIDS. I know it. Yeah, like, right, I'm, I'm right. HIV. Yeah. But it was cancer. <laughs> so, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But it like also in terms of like with like certain HIV and AIDS medications, if you stop taking them, you can't take them again. Right. Because oh, wow, like really? your body just gets used to it. So like with all my chemo meds, it was the same deal. Interesting. Like once I've taken them and my body gets used to it, yeah. I can't take it again. So that's why it becomes so terminal so quickly because yeah. you just like go through like the six that exist in the world. Yeah. Right. Like literally last Christmas, they were like, okay, well, we really need to give you this expensive chemo drug, but the factory is closed. That makes it over Christmas. Oh my so we have God. to wait until like January 4th for them to open again. And Everyone's make it for on you. vacation. Yeah. I was like, just you hold fucking tight. Kidding that's me. crazy. They're like, there's none in Canada. We have to like special Whoa. order it. it Jesus was like, Christ. Yeah. They're just not oh, making it right at now. home enjoying their family and friends and <laughs> the holidays. Yeah, uh, how dare they? So just hang tight, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you been single this like throughout this whole process, or like you know? No, so, no, like dated that guy for a bit, um, but uh, but it's like pretty from much, that. yeah, yeah. How's he doing? How's uh, we don't talk anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Over. yeah, yeah. It like ended hard. <laughs> uh, okay. Did did the, did the illness have anything to do with that? Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. it was like, I can't deal with your shit. And you can't deal and with my, my shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, totally. We're not in a place to deal with, yeah, each other's yeah. shit. So let's end it. Yeah. So what's the, what's the dating scene like for you? Is that, is that something that's, yeah, is that something that's open? Is it's that something so that's an funny. option for like, you? There were so many funny moments with, like, I just have no shame, I guess, where like, I would. Please tell me you so, play the card. The no, no, card. no. Oh God. Like, <laughs> oh, the God. like, please sleep with God, me. Listen, I'm dying. I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> no, so. You might not no, have many up. more opportunities. Oh, oh my God. I this. feel even worse. There's that scene from, <laughs> oh, what's that fucking movie? Um, Rent. Fight Club. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no, you're just playing stereotypes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the rent. What no fight club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no fight club. No, it's yeah. fight club, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but there's like this scene because they go to like support clubs. Like, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this one woman who's like, <laughs> I'm dying. Someone sleep with me. Oh it just like starts oh, yeah. calling out guys. I was oh. like, that's me. Like, oh, that, God. <laughs> that's oh me. no. But I would like back home, I would have been like, I'd be on Grinder and I would like show up to guys' house and I would have like pick lines in my body. So pick yeah. lines are like, because chemo is so poisonous, it can kill your veins. So they have to insert a f- artificial vein right to, right to your heart. heart. 
Uh, and I would show up at guys' house, like, get naked and be like, oh, it's it's just a little procedure I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> and they would be, like, clearly freaked. And yeah. I would just be like, well, you're too uncomfortable to say anything, so let's just do this. And oh, I'll get what I want, and yeah. we'll say goodbye, and we'll never talk again. <laughs> and See you later. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for your service to the Cancer Ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's way That's better amazing. now that I don't have, like, physical yeah. evidence yeah. of what's going on. So it's way easier. Yeah, you, okay. you look... Is it something that you, so, I mean, and this is, this is too personal, tell me to just shut up and we can move on, but is it, is it, is it something that you feel like you, well, I get, yeah, I guess you were saying like, you don't have anything that's, that's visually obvious that you're going through something serious. So I guess, is it something that you feel like you need to tell People that you're that like if it was a one night stand if you're like oh yeah. by the way I'm I'm dying of cancer <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no why why complicate the, yeah, like, the situation why kill the mood yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like, and oh my god you're so seriously. hot right now by yeah. the way I'm dying I'm dying <laughs> have sex with my corpse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's another level you know that shit? You know that? yeah 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 I'll wear a diaper if you want I got a diaper for I'm sure day. someone <laughs> is into that shit though like I oh, am sure yeah there's a word for it that's why it exists yeah like and. No, like it's like I don't feel any responsibility, but it's it no. is interesting because like the guys I go on <laughs> dates with, uh, who like they already know somehow, or like, well, or, like obviously I've told them, <laughs> they yeah. just psychically know the like, yeah, yeah. T cell lymphoblastic <laughs> lymphoma, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Am I right? yeah, Am I right? yeah, they're just like in a get up, like reading my fortune. Um, <laughs> no, but they. The, like the connection tends to be much more realer and instant because it's like this is the shit I'm dealing with and they're like yeah my dad died in August yeah. and it's like <clears throat> fuck yeah he did <laughs> like yeah, yeah. okay and we're already on that level yeah. which kind of takes it like takes the pressure right off yeah so it's like been it's been great in that sense like because you like can filter out people pretty quickly yeah about, totally like, have you had any negative reactions I was just gonna to yeah, go like there. what do you think has anybody said anything or reacted in a way that you've kind of thought oh that's that's a yeah in, in like in telling someone that you're you've got cancer in, in almost an Other unsupportive that, way or 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 even maybe like a too overbearing yeah like that's that's the, if anything the negative reaction I don't like is the um I'm so the sorry. patronizing I'm so or like yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like no, dude, I'm not about that. Yeah. Like, unless you're playing the baby role yeah. and they're playing the father role, right? <laughs> <laughs> then you're about a fucking right? bottle of milk <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Take this more, <laughs> more milk, burpy oh, baby. Jesus. me on the back. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the moves down. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah, oh. like, I, I really just don't have time for <laughs> sympathy, as horrible as that sounds. It's like, I just, like... Because you don't need... Thanks, thanks you for, like, like... It's just... I, yeah, just I get it. weird when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry for your illness. And I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck are you apologizing for, like, a thing that's happening in my me. body? Yeah, you didn't give it to me. <laughs> well, like, like, and I get that it's, like... I get you're that trying it's to sympathize. Reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, don't apologize for someone's illness. Yeah. Because right. it's just, like... Just be real. Yeah, just be real just about be it. Like, be like, that's happening. That's like, fucked. 
let's do a what? rail yeah. and like, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. Right? like well, I got some railing. Let's chop that shit up. What are you, 27? Yeah. Perfect. I was like, I done chemo. Nothing's gonna hurt yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That that yeah. reaction yeah. is just that reaction of like over sim- <laughs> overly sympathetic. It takes the place of not knowing what to not, not knowing what to say. It's like I don't know what to say. I'm just gonna say. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, maybe they're not even apologizing to you. Maybe they're apologizing to themselves. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I like, don't know what to say. I'm in front of you right now. Yeah, 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 100%. You know? And people don't. Like, they they don't know how to react with that. People don't talk about death. People, like, when these people things get, come yeah, out, real it's like, weird about death. Yeah, they get totally. really freaked out. Yeah, and it's just like... It like it's such a fucking natural thing. Like people die. Yeah, like Everybody you were dies. born to die. Literally, like, as soon so, as you come out of the womb, you start dying. Yeah. So what is this fucking surprise when you find out you're dying? Like why yeah. is that so sad? It's like yeah, that's the next step. Like it's just your time. Obviously, it's super sad when someone dies and. That hurts like the longing, and I understand. Yeah, and mourning that. is a very yeah, natural process. Hundred percent. But this like. This attitude of this, like, yeah, like, oh, my God. Like, the death sentence of being, like, the ultimate worst thing. And it's, like, that's life. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's just it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's because we're so bad with, or, or maybe it has something to do with, we're so bad with time. We're so bad with living now. We're always kind of, like, he, we're always here or there with our minds, living in the past, living in the future, worrying about the the future, you know, regretting the past and all these things. Then when all of a sudden it's like it could come to an end sooner than you thought, like it rocks it. it you yeah. know, you don't. What do you, what do you mean? I'm going to die. Yeah. I, I'm supposed to be I'm supposed yeah. to be like opening up a, a, a shop. Exactly. No, this can't like, happen yeah. right I now. Have, I was I supposed to get the promotion. Right I was right supposed right to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like the the expect like and like you were saying before, it's like a it's to me it's a freedom that I know that I no longer have a future to like always expect. Yeah, because there's, it's like there's that expectation is what fucks people up mm. so much. Like talk about anxiety and like mental illness. Like <clears throat> you are literally living in this idea of what's going to happen, but like who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for death, but man, they're like the idea of like, yeah, geez, yeah, like when I die, like, there's no more responsibility. You know? Yeah, there's no more worrying about what people think you're gonna do or say. There's no, there's no more. Uh, I don't have to be any certain thing. Like it's just, I don't know. That to me, that's it. Like it seems. I love going to sleep every night, you know, that seems like, like that, 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 this is a, such a stupid analogy, but like, (laughs) but like, it feels so good to just lay down at the end of a fucking long day Mm -hmm. and just go to sleep. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's what death is going to be like. Even though once you're done and you're dead, I believe that there's nothing else on the other side. I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in afterlife. Anything like that. It, when you're dead, I think you're dead and that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think the moment of going into that has got to feel fucking pretty goddamn good. Oh, to totally. To just be like... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah exactly. But you, you, know? you, compared it, you compared it to sleep, right? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. When I, when I 
<laughs> well, are we gonna get okay. to this? When I go to sleep, I don't immediately, I don't immediately go into dreaming and like, you know, okay. I just, when I go to yeah, sleep, I'm yeah, <laughs> right. And you say that sleep <laughs> is a really enjoyable thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then why don't you just <laughs> stay alive and get to go to sleep? Every night, because that's what that's. <laughs> oh, no, we're, gonna, so we're, gonna, we're gonna get that's back. No, to, yeah. yeah, Brian and I have very differing views on this. You know, I see where you're both coming from, and Taylor's <laughs> always on the fence. Oh. <laughs> that's the thing. But it's you know, I and I get where you come from. You know, like but I get where you come from. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to I me, the I'm idea right. of living forever. <laughs> to me, the idea of living forever uh, just just seems so boring. And I and I th- I think I do have a fear of getting old. You know, like I I. I, I'm not afraid of old people, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I see an old geriatrics, don't frighten me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like but when I see someone who's really old, you know, and not like, and just like, you got to really bite your tongue on that. No, 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 no. Like, so it was really old and like, and, and just grasping, you know, and like, they're just laying in a bed all day and, and all their friends are dead. Dude, that just fuck. Yeah, like when that the first awful the me. first day I was at Princess Margaret, they were like, "Oh, there's this great like rooftop patio on this floor. Like you should totally go there." Wait, and, in the hospital? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And it is very like lovely. You should just go up except to the roof. it's made Have for um, palliative care patients, so people who are terminal, yeah. like, dying of cancer. Yeah. And I like walked out on the floor, and I was like, I can't be here. I can't fucking be here. Like, and cause why? it was like, what, what is it? Seeing is it, is people. It? Cause like this patio, there's like still like a couple floors above it. And so you're seeing all of these people in their like rooms, just like lying on their beds, waiting to die. And I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> like just like yeah. my body was like, get the fuck out of here, get out of here right now. And I was still in the mindset of being terminal at that point. Do you connect more with the being okay with an early death or, or do you, want to be around here for a really long time um i'm definitely okay with an early death like there was no issue with it like it um that being said i'm obviously well i don't know but what you know it's really hard to say like no right but what threw you off so much about the palliative care floor well why was it that that scene was like the quality of life for those people was from right. my eyes, from your perspective, was so like so sad. Sad, yeah. And it was like that is not me <coughs> at all. Like this isn't how the end should yeah, be. Yeah, and me. and I don't know. Like I just never, I was never a person to like really look ahead and be like. I think maybe it was a process of like coming out and like realizing I was gay and not wanting like the picket fence white house and destroying that future image for myself. That really yeah. made me open to like whatever's out there is possible, right? Mm. Mm. So, like, as soon as those expectations were torn down and I could get to know myself a lot better <clears> and all that, it was like, you know what? I create my future. It's going to be whatever it is, and I'm happy with that, mm-hmm. right? Cool. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, you know, I, I think about my dog. I think about my dog and, like, you, you know, I take my Are dog. You comparing me to your dog? Right no, now? no, 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 no. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. I, I think about my dog, and I take my dog to the park. And uh, my dog, I, the breed of dog that I have, it, it, it's not a very long, long lifespan. You know, they, mm-hmm. their like average life expectancy is eight years old. So, you know, I take my dog to the park, and he can run, and he can play, and he can he can run and fetch a ball and stuff like that. And you know, 
I feel like the day that I can't take him to the park because he just like his hips just give out and he can't do that anymore. To me, his quality of life will have dropped so far that it's not worth living. Yeah. For him, right? It's so like, you get, would you euthanize him then? Yeah, I put him down. I, the day I can't take him to the park, I will put him down. But what about if he what if he could be in the house laying by your feet and he just is just happy to be there? Because I don't think, I, as a dog, I don't think that he, he would be you happy don't know. But well, there yeah, is, there is, really hard there is a I very, would, I think I do know. There is a very natural. Than, than me, for sure. Because yeah, it's, there, <laughs> there is a very natural progression yeah. to relinquishing the things of youth as you grow old, gracefully. And yeah. going, my yeah. body is changing. You can be a healthy 70-year-old and not do the things you did when you were 30. Yeah, yeah Listen, totally. like, I want to be, like, Rose from Titanic dropping that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 what was that noise? She goes, oh! <laughs> 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 I just make that noise on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, but, but again, like, coming back to what, to what Andrew was saying, like, <clears throat> I've I I'll, I'll, I've said it time and time again. To me, life is about quality over quantity. So as soon as my life and and maybe that dog that dog analogy was really bad, but but it made sense at first. Yeah, but yeah, 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 no, it makes sense. It, it does not that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But for, like yeah, for me personally, when I know that I like I, I don't want to get to a point. I don't want to get to a point where where I can't like. I don't want to get to a point and have to stay in a point mm-hmm. where I have to lay in a bed mm-hmm. and not be able to do anything and, and like force the people that I love to like fucking sit by me and like wait for yeah. me to go. Yeah. Dude, if I get to that point, as soon as I'm like, well, I'm in this bed and this is where I'm going to be until I'm dead. And let's make that happen now. Like let's cut out all of the shit that comes yeah. with like, this long drawn out labored slow death, which is why I'm so such a proponent of, of or such a, an, an advocate for, for, uh, you know, doctor assisted suicide, yeah, yeah. like, like dying with dignity. It's, I think it's so important. It's so important. Like, why would you want to just lay and yeah. suffer it's and not just like suffer yourself, but everyone else suffer? Something right? I was really like angry about when I was told I was terminal was having to tell other people. Yeah. Cause it's one thing to be dead and have other people tell people that you're dead. Uh, but it's an, like, it's another to have to call those people and be like, I'm going to be dead. I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. This is the outlook. And then you're like, you're devastated, <clears throat> they're devastated, and then you hang up the phone, and then you call the next person on the list. Yeah. yeah. And you have that same conversation. Mm. Like, calling my friends in Toronto, it was like, I spoke to them all on the same day, and oh by the God. end of the day, I was like... Completely <laughs> exhausted. You know, just like, destroyed. And I was so pissed off. I was like, people who die instantly are so fucking lucky yeah. that they don't have to sit yeah. through this fucking agonizing pain. Like, I just remember being so mad that... How, like, why did I have to sit through that? Yeah. Why did I have to do that? Like, it's like hurting your friends to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta, know, you, the only other option is to like orchestrate like a Google Hangout. <laughs> yeah. Get everybody, guys, everyone come together really important now. Important a conference call yeah. on this. So, uh, yeah, well, I, mean, so- I, 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 that, 
I think that's why I talk about dying so openly, so so constantly, is because I I know that that's going to be tough for like you guys. I know it's going to be tough for Bridie and my parents and my sister. And like, you're educating the people around. And you so to I'm be, just yeah. prepping everyone. I'm going, okay. hey, yeah, that's by the, the way, goal. this is coming. Yeah, like, yeah. we're all gonna be um, in a room and I'm gonna drink this juice. Like, you know, like that's dude. That's, I'm so in denial about your death, though. I'm like, huh. yeah. But I mean, every, you know, every day, whatever, I'm like, whatever. like yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, that's so, so right now that's something that's so far down the road, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm completely healthy living with CF. Like my lung yeah. function is, is good compared to a lot of people's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm not even on a list for lung transplant right now, but that, that is an inevitable thing that's going to happen. Like we were saying, yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And if it has to happen sooner for someone like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. I'd way rather have everyone on board and like fucking expecting that shit long ahead. Well, it it was interesting. Like, well, so I now. work very closely with this dancer and recently I helped her apply for this research grant and so she's studying death rituals around the world. Whoa. Yeah, so like super spending time with Cult of the Dead in India, going down to Dia de los Muertos in Mexico, like spending time with like a seer uh, in Mexico as well, like, sh- like shaman type people and just like going around the world, learning about how people react to death. Right. And then like, as we were doing this, I was getting diagnosed. I was being told I was terminal. Like it was just whoa, like the most fucked whoa, up meta situation. Yeah. But like something we did with like my closer friends was a funeral. We like pre-enacted my funeral. So this was something she had done with her family previously where each member did this, uh, where they would die. And then it was like, okay, so what do you do? She did now? this with her family? Yeah. It was like, what an she's open, an intense, interesting like, family. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm like, like there's sure, such a we'll be part of your performance plans, art like, piece. Yeah. I was like the stage manager for this. <laughs> and it was like, so I wouldn't be in the actual, cause they were so intense, like these pre funerals, but, uh, it was really, I like, I don't know how my friends felt about it. Like we did kind of talk about it and they're like, that was really fucked up. But it was like kind of establishing what needed to be, like literally the plans. Okay. So who do we contact when Andrew dies? Who's the ones who are coming to the funeral? What is the funeral going to look like? And so they like essentially like planned out my funeral while I sat there dead. Yet still listening. But I mean, still like, listening, yeah. Oh. Like, and you're no, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You like sit up. You chime like, up. No, 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 but no, yeah, no, yeah, no. You're, you're not allowed to, right? Like that's here, the reality. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so crazy. like it's, but I like I I recommend it to people. There is a something we based that off of was this like death dinners um, organization. So it's ran by medical professionals, and basically you it's like planning a dinner party about death so you choose like who the audience is like who's coming is it your parents is it your friends is it strangers are they professionals like who's the audience then what kind of topics do you want to talk about and then they'll give you articles video clips and audio clips for everyone to listen to beforehand and then everyone comes to dinner and talks about death 
Is it oh, like a, like a murder mystery almost? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you could come in costume. I'm Someone's sure. actually dead and everyone's <laughs> trying to figure out who. <laughs> you, you choose six people not to show up and it's like, all right, we got to boil down. Out of those six people, which one's dead? <laughs> I mean, that was a contender for one of my funerals. I was like, we, can we make my funeral like a can, murder can mystery we, party? Can, like, can, we, can I ask up. you about that? Like, what, what uh, if you were to have your funeral tomorrow? Yeah, what would be like, the ideal um, situation? So I want to be embalmed in a champagne bottle. Oh, my God. It's right here. <laughs> it's, champagne's yeah, my life right force. Yeah. It is like, yeah. So I was like literally talking to glass artists, being like, can you do a life size, like a human size champagne bottle? <laughs> Which wouldn't be that huge because I think when you get, oh, wait. Oh my fuck! You said embalmed in a yeah. Like I want to be corked. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I, I, Holy like, fuck! When I you first meant... said embalmed, I thought uh, I pictured cremated. Yeah, me too. Oh like, no! You're talking the, like you're talking like body. full body, <laughs> <laughs> just like nude, floating in champagne for the oh, rest yeah. of Dude, existence. Hold on, hold on. Like hold a on. massive like. Uh, Did anybody go? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> uh, the people who did, I was like, you're the best people no. to have around. My family was like, that's not fuck happening. That and I was yeah. like, screw you guys. Like, this is my fucking dad. Yeah. That's, that's when you're yeah. like, fuck it, I'm moving to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the disagree. That's the yeah, 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 disagree. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't want to talk about it. We yeah. brought it I up. I want to yeah. be in the champagne bar. <laughs> yeah, okay. God damn it, guys. Yeah, like, I want, like, a parade in the streets, like, yeah, I've established this, but even, like, things my friends wanted to do, they were like, everyone has to wear a costume, so, like, they threw a birthday party for me in September, because we all thought I was going to die, so this was, yeah. like, I just my last though, birthday Katie, party. I, I want to interject, keep that, that story going, but, yeah. like... I was thinking at first when you said you want to be embalmed in a champagne bottle, I was thinking, that's pretty extravagant, but not so long ago... Egyptians said, I want you to build a huge fucking pyramid over the next 25 years and then bury me in that. So I kind of think your champagne bottle thing, like, it's not really it's that far It's not that unreasonable. Not that. No, it's not really no. that it's like, crazy. Yeah, and, like, I'm not talking about expensive champagne here. Like, it can be Bambino. Just pour it in, seal that up. As long as I'm in, the, in yeah. the glass, then yeah. that's yeah. cool. So, like, yeah, like, uh, my friends threw me a birthday party in September and they thought I was going to die. And so this yeah. was like the last party. Right. And a lot of like, it was the most fucked up experience. Cause like everyone I knew showed up and it was yeah, like, Katie told me the, the bar, like they, they opened up for you and they were like, yeah, we won't close down normal hours. We'll yeah. Give you- yeah. They extended their hours and everything. And it was just like That's fucking awesome. crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it was like, that was sort of what I wanted, like uh, like the celebration of like everyone comes in costumes. There's a dress code. You got to be fucking fabulous to get in or you go to like a fucking change room and they're going to throw like a sequin <laughs> cape on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just be like, deal with it. Like that's that's how you should be at this funeral. You know? Sweet. Sweet. Well, awesome. I uh, I think we got to we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh that's what like she said. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. for fuck's sakes, Brian. Uh, <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to add or anything that you'd like to say, maybe in particular to, to anyone who's, you know, who just who just recently went through a, a pretty rough diagnosis or, or is struggling with their illness? Mm, God, it seems so, like... You've, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, you've wow, really everything, everything you've, everything you've said, said so far, far is what they need. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, 
I just think like, just like, it's your truth. Like it's who you are. Um, like regardless of anything, it's not like there is me and then there is my cancer. It is like my cancer is me and you have to be able to just own that. Mm. And the, the quicker you can wrap your head around accepting your illness and accepting the state you're in, the better you will feel about everything that comes at you. That's awesome. Sweet. I love that. Uh, Nail on the head. I think that's it. Thank Sweet. you. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed it, go over to iTunes. If you're not subscribing already, what the fuck are you doing? Subscribe. Uh, give us a <laughs> rating. Give us a review. Um, let us know what you thought of today's episode. Reach out to us on Twitter. And uh, if you want to stay up to date, follow us on Facebook and um, and uh, go to our website if you want to be on the show. Yeah, www.sickboypodcast.com Most fucked uh, up grinder experience yeah. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and thought this was going to be so much different. We ended up, and now I'm grinder. <laughs> we kept all of our clothes on and now we're saying goodbye? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Andrew. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.